As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds, it was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human-moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Covering every prop market for Super Bowl 58, this is the Handel's Big Game Prop Special. Here is Matt Brown and Mike Samich on VSIN, the sports betting network. As the legend himself just said, Brent Mosberger, let you know this is the handle. <laughs> Big game prop special. Matt Brown, Mike Somich coming to you from Circa here in Las Vegas. This is it, man. It is the week leading into the game. Cannot wait to dig into all these problems. I, I'm incredibly excited to be here with you today. We're going to go over everything from quarterback passing yards, wide receiver yards, head-to-head matchups. We've got the color of the Gatorade. How long is it going to take Reeve to sing the national anthem? Covering it all here in the next two hours. Every single prop you can imagine. That's a joke. There's thousands <laughs> of them. There are literally thousands of them. I, I got through like about 900 <laughs> on like by Wednesday. And I'm like, how many more do I have left? It, literally like a little 2000 over on DraftKings.com. I would tell you right now, if you head to DraftKings Sportsbook and you start clicking around, you can click for over yeah. an over an hour and not see all the markets. Like if you actually are trying to read through everything, I know this because I've done this over the past week. You can just click and click and click and scroll for days. It's it's like a debate on X that you really don't want to keep scrolling or reading, but you go to the comments, you just get lost for hours in those things. So if you are looking around for a specific prop, we we, we beg of you, stay, because we will, we will hit on some way, shape, or form, I would imagine, the prop that you are looking to either put into your account or maybe you just want some confirmation bias. You've already put it in there, and you want to see if we're going to put it in there. I mean, hey, why not, right? This is this is going to be a fun two hours because we are going to go through literally everything we've got in both our accounts. So we've already both have bets in here for the Super Bowl. We're going to talk about when we want to target specific accounts. If it's we want to bet it now, we want to wait till Super Bowl Sunday. And then some of the big plus money bets. I got a couple of nice plus numbers that I like. I like it. All right, guys, a couple of couple of things we're going to talk about a lot over the next couple of hours. Mean and median. I want to explain the difference between mean and median as we are going through all of these prop numbers. So if you go in and you look at just the basic stat profile for all of these players, you are likely going to get the mean of what all of their statistics are, which is just the total divided by the number of games. And so that is at least that can be helpful. Mm -hmm. It certainly can be helpful. You will hear me mention median as well, where we were going to take the data set and we're going to get those and we're going to put in all the different numbers from the games. And then we're going to go in and we're going to find the middle point and kind of like, what is the actual middle? Because the range of outcomes can fluctuate pretty widely. And sometimes mean and median don't always add up and it can help us whenever we're going in and trying to do some of these bets. Especially when you're looking at players who are injured during games, because you're mm. going to have some of those outliers where they had two receptions for 16 yards and that really drags that average down. But the median stays up and, and maybe higher because of that. The other thing that I'm going to say now that we're not going to reiterate as we go through the show here on every single prop I have zero unders in my account right now. I know you agree with this philosophy as well. If you like the over on a player prop, bet it early. If you like the under, you're generally going to get a better number on Super Bowl Sunday. So you can wait till kickoff to go under on a lot of these. So we're going to talk about some props we like, but it's not in the account because we're waiting for that number to go up, get a little bit better of a price. Absolutely. We have seen some of these numbers already over the course of the week start to climb. And this is still the guys who are, I'm not going to say, 
the sharpest of sharp, but these are people that are looking at props a week and a half in advance of a game, and, and that just doesn't happen very often. The vast majority of people, I would imagine we'll start dabbling a little bit this week, but a lot of the action is going to come on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, leading into the game and even Sunday morning. So as Mike mentioned, if you are looking to play some unders specifically for big name players, right? Like specifically <laughs> for guys that are superstars, wait on the superstars for yeah. sure. Superstars and quarterbacks. Yeah. Those two. I guess we can call Brock Purdy a superstar. Patrick <laughs> Mahomes, he's, he's got that check next to his name. Not sure if Brock Purdy's there yet, but generally just like Island games during the regular season, you're going to see the number one running backs total bet up. You're going to see both quarterbacks bet up. You're going to see the number one receivers bet up. You're going to see people like Travis Kelsey bet up. So if you like unders on any of them, betting the under later is, is the better play. Let's get into the big game passing props. Start off with Brock Purdy, quarterback there of the San Francisco 49ers. Brock Purdy played in 18 games this year. Mike, his average pass yards for the season. Again, this would be the mean <laughs> 266.6, the median 261 for him. The low was 125 yards. So he had a 125-yard game. It was that weird Browns game in which McCaffrey and Debo both exited that game. So that was his low on the season, 125. His high, 368. That was a win at home against Seattle. Only 19 completions in that game for 368 yards. He had completions of 54, 45, 44, 30, 30, 27, 25, 25, and 24. So if that lets you know how you get to 368 with get only 19 quick. completions, yeah, <laughs> when you have games like that. So here we are, Brock Purdy sitting at 244 pass yards. Yeah, he's gone over both this number in both the previous two playoff games, 252, uh, the opening game against Green Bay, then 267 to get past Detroit. When I look at this total, I, and this is one that I am planning on betting, is I'm going to take the under on the pass yards once we get on actually up to Super Bowl Sunday. Maybe I'll bet it on Saturday, depending what the price is. I don't see a ton of possessions in this game. And without the possessions and the fact that the, the weakness here with the Kansas City defense is running is the, facing the run game, I expect quite a bit of McCaffrey, especially early in this game. And I'm not, not sure how what your take is here. I don't see a world where Kansas City's up 14, where Kansas City's up 17. And I think that's when you're going, you would see a lot of these Brock Purdy passing yards. If, there are, if San Francisco is forced to try and come back in this football game, and if that's the case, Brock Purdy's going to be at like 50 yards at halftime. Because he, if he's not able to put, complete the ball and they're down, he's going to be at a very low total. I see multiple paths to success here for the Brock Purdy under. So I'm going to wait until Super Bowl Sunday, but I will be on the under passing yards. And again, I don't want to beat Purdy up for having – good players on his team mm -hmm. I will but it's worth it's worth mentioning I mean we just talked about it his high on the season with th as a 368 passer he had splash plays 54 45 44 30 30 27 25 25 like these are all considered splash plays that is tons of yards after catch and yes he does have the personnel to do that however you can't just bank on guys taking seven yard passes 50 yards you know and like that's the thing right I mean you just kind of have to look at it from a from the standpoint of could it happen sure has it happened multiple times this season obviously but I'm not going to go into a game and say you know what he's going to have a whole bunch of six yard completions that go for 40 yards especially against this Chiefs defense which is going to be ready to handle those short completions uh, to McCaffrey to Debo who, who have the ability to break it like you said but not something you can really bank on and not something you should be expecting here this is a significantly more difficult test for this 49ers offense as well. Green Bay and Detroit, uh, I would say porous at best on defense. This is a Kansas City team that absolutely plays solid pass defense, fourth in the NFL heading into this game. I think it's a long day for the pass offense. I think the run offense has, has a lot of success, but I think throwing the football is going to be a problem for San Francisco. 20 and a half completions for Brock Purdy, and that is the interesting thing here because it's not necessarily for me a straight line to the under on both because I do think there could be actually a decent amount of completions in this game because of the fact that you have those elite corners on the outside for, for uh, Kansas City. So with that, Purdy might have a ton of little dump-offs over the middle. There might be several passes to Christian McCaffrey out the backfield Kittle over the middle Debo just running those little drags and things like that so I don't think it's necessarily under under with something like that I could see a 22 completion game that still doesn't get him at 250 yards I'm going to keep an eye on how high this goes because right now we're juiced minus 125 to the over it looks like this one's going to be one of those that's going to be hammered toward the over he only went over 20 and a half completions seven times this year mm -hmm. it's not like and again I don't think there's a ton of possessions this game and I think they have success running the football uh, to me, that that lends itself toward an under here on completions as well. Uh, for me, 
pretty much everything on here except possibly pass downs and interceptions would be leans toward the under with Brock Purdy. You can see how this prop, though, is lined, guys. It is it is certainly thought that this Kansas City defense will be able to do something here. He was only under this 244 and a half on five different occasions over the course of the season. Patrick Mahomes passing props. Patrick Mahomes played in 19 games this season. Patrick Mahomes averaged 257.9 passing yards. 245 was his median pass yards total. He had a low of 177. He had a high of 424 in a game this year. As we look right now, 259 and a half is Patrick Mahomes passing yard total. It's a big number especially mm -hmm. considering what we've seen from this Kansas City offense. I mean, we talked about how they've kind of started clicking since Christmas. Well, you look at what his passing totals are. He, he has a 305 there. It's only the one time he's gone over 300 yards, three playoff games, 262, 215, 241. Only one of those three gets over this total. Again, this to me is, is all about game script. If you believe San Francisco is going to be ahead, I'm more interested in the passing yards and I, possibly the attempts as well, because I think that's where you're going to see it. And you may not get the yards, but you may get the attempts from Patrick Mahomes. But this number's almost dead on to what I made it. I made it 261, so not a big delta here from an over-under. So I'm not going to touch the pass yards total here. If anything, I'm looking at attempts if I am backing San Francisco because that's if, if San Francisco gets out in front, we know Andy Reid is willing to throw the ball all over the place. And unlike the Kansas City defense, San Francisco's defensive weakness is the passing game. There yeah. are ways to get at this secondary. I wouldn't be surprised if that's how the Chiefs attack. Patrick Mahomes... Nine games over, nine games under this 259 and a half total, if you were wondering. So split dead even on over and under. And really, this does, I think, lend to how you believe that this game is going to play out as to whether you like the over or the under here for Patrick Mahomes. I think in a perfect world, they would like to have a lot of Pacheco working for them in this game. And if that's the case, and if you like the Chiefs and you think the Chiefs are going to have success against this defense of the 49ers, then I think you would be at least leaning towards the under. And by the way, this one definitely is going to go up before kickoff. Yes, it, it definitely will. I think an interesting thing to look at here is also the pass plus rush yard sitting there at 298 and a half. Note that the rushing prop for Mahomes is only sitting around 25 yards. So you're paying five yards extra juice if you want to put pass and rush together. So I'd recommend either going pass yards or rush yards, but not combining the both with Mahomes. Head-to-head, -head, Brock Purdy plus 110 and Patrick Mahomes minus 145 for passing yards. I, again, I think this depends on how you like the game script. I, I would lean Mahomes, and obviously it's just a 145. I don't have a bet in my account here. I would almost rather play the Mahomes minus 17 and a half minus 115 if I was going to play either because I do believe the weakness of, of the, the San Francisco defense is that secondary, whereas that's the strength of Kansas City's. You also get Mahomes versus Purdy, right? Exactly. I think the 18 yards would be the way for me to go as opposed to playing that big juice. I think if Mahomes gets it done, he gets it done in a big way over Purdy in this game. When we come back, we'll be looking at some receiving props here on the Handle Big Game Prop Special. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford. Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health, but by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Does sleeping hot keep you up at night? Meet the Lisa Chill Collection. These cooling mattresses work like magic with a cool-to-the-touch cover, zoned springs, and comfy foam layers. Say goodbye to restless nights and wake up refreshed. 
Lisa's chill mattresses beat the heat with ultra-cool covers that whisk away heat, so you always sleep just right. These hybrids blend up to 1,032 breathable springs and plush foams for the ultimate cooling and comfort. And the chill collection doesn't just feel great, it looks great too. With thoughtful design and pillowy quilt tops. No matter your budget, Lisa has a chill mattress for you. For a limited time, save up to $460 on chill mattresses and get two free pillows. iHeart listeners can save an extra $50 off by visiting lisa.com forward slash iHeart. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com forward slash iHeart. With Lisa, your purchase has purpose. Every year, Lisa donates thousands of mattresses to those in need. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. This is the Handles Big Game Prop Special. Here is Matt Brown and Mike Samich on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hey, we've got a brand new website. Go over to vsin.com. You're going to see a fresh new look, enhanced navigation, mobile first focus. You're going to get better functionality and more than anything else, you get all the great work that all the guys do over at vsin.com as well. So you're going to get a better experience with a better looking website always going to be something new you got new articles dropping what, every hour basically basically every single hour go in take advantage of the educational content if you are new to sports betting as well the all new vsin.com vsin.com what a great website matt brown mike Samich coming to you here on the big game prop special and let's not waste any time in getting into these 49ers receiving props because these could be very, very interesting. I know these will be very popular throughout the course of this week leading into the game as well. We know you guys want to know what we have going into our accounts here. And let's start out here with Brandon Ayuk. If you look at Brandon Ayuk, he is sitting at 62 and a half, four and a half receptions is where Brandon Ayuk sits right now. If you are wondering, his average on the season was 80.1 yards, but this is where we talk about how sometimes this thing can get a little wonky between what the average is and what the median is. Median 63 yards, which is why we're sitting at 62 and a half yards right now with a guy like Brandon Ayuk, because you have a low of 25 and you have a high of 156, right? So this is what Brandon Ayuk brings to the table. Uh, he's a splash play guy. Yes. And, and so if, if he's able to break loose and get a couple big catches, he flies over this number. It's one of the reasons if I'm playing Ayuk, I'm looking at, okay, what's 75 yards? What's 100 yards? I'm looking for plus money props because it, it, I don't see him getting to 63 and you're really happy to cash here. He's either going to have a monster game against the secondary or he's going to struggle. And so to me, because you have such a large bell curve of possible outcomes, I'd rather try and play the extremes with Ayuk and get a big, nice plus money price. And this is one of those, this is one of those scenarios too, specifically with a guy like Ayuk. If you're looking to play any sort of same game parlays as well with Ayuk, juice them up, right? Because again, if you're playing overs, don't just stop at the 63 and a half with Ayuk. Let's go to that game where he, the high, where he had 156 yards, Mike. 156 yards on five receptions. <laughs> yeah. 156 yards on five receptions. So, I mean, that lets you know right then and there what Ayuk brings to the table. One of the other things that I'd like to point out with, with Ayuk is if you take a look at his long reception, which you can take a look at, we're talking about the splash plays for him. His longs in the games. 42, 33, 25, 31, 76, 28, 45, 33, 38, and 51. He had 10 overs of his 24 and a half uh, long reception. 10 overs on the, over the course of the season. Two more 23s, which would be right there on the border of that 24 and a half, and one game of the 22. So, again, you see what type of receiver Ayuk is. It's going to be very interesting to see how Kansas City's defense decides to play these wide receivers with both Ayuk and Samuel. They have a Sneed in there who is one of the best corner, cornerbacks in the NFL, but he does not travel with a number one. And I'm not sure who you'd really put as the number one here between Samuel and Ayuk. So he's going to be sitting on his side of the field. The other side, Connor, a younger rookie cornerback, been very good for the Chiefs but he is a younger guy in the slot McDuffie, depending on how they decide to line them up, I think it's going to determine if it's going to be an Ayuk game, if it's going to be a Samuel game. But one thing I thought was surprising is Ayuk actually second on the team with targets. McCaffrey leads the team in targets with 17 in the playoffs. Ayuk second with 14, only six receptions on those 14 targets, but Purdy has looked his way consistently in these last two playoff games. Let's head over to Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey played in 18 games 
this season. Over the course of those 18 games, Christian McCaffrey averaged 35.3 receiving yards. His median came in at 29 yards. He had a low of just eight yards, and that came on a one-target, one-catch game against Seattle. And if you're wondering, wow, I don't remember Christian McCaffrey having a horrible game. Yeah, he went for 145 rushing yards in that game. So it was just he just didn't have any receiving yards. Went for 145 on the ground in that one. His high was a 72-yard receiving game. That was five catches versus the Cardinals. Um, Did have a 41-yarder in that game as well. But you see Christian McCaffrey kind of with a range of down to eight, all the way up to 72. And there's a lot of games kind of in that 25 to 27-ish range. The 34 and a half is interesting because it does come down to what you believe when the game, the game script and the role here for the 49ers. Yeah, with McCaffrey, I'm looking more at the receptions. Mm -hmm. uh, four and a half is the over under number. Juice to minus 140 on the over. I would put in the over ticket now. I, this is just going to go up. This juice is going to go up. I wouldn't be shocked if we ended up at five and a half. I mentioned first on the team in targets in the playoffs, 17 targets, 11 receptions. A lot of his passes are very catchable, too. Some of those targets were just misses by Brock Purdy, specifically in the rain against Green Bay. I think the target share stays with McCaffrey here, especially with what we've seen from this, uh, this Kansas City defense. If you look at how they played the Ravens last week, they were just begging the Ravens to check it down and throw it underneath. If that's how they come out and they take on this San Francisco team, McCaffrey's going to have a busy day through the air. McCaffrey over that 34-and-a-half number seven times in 18 games, so... Just keep that in mind that, yes, he is a very active part of the pass game, but a lot of times it doesn't always equal big yardage. That feels like a trap number to me. It feels mm -hmm. like it's higher than it should be. If I was taking anything here, I'd take the under on the McCaffrey receiving yards. Everyone's going to have McCaffrey props in the account. Mm -hmm. And this is one of those spots where 34 and a half doesn't look like much when you're talking about Christian McCaffrey, but his average yards per reception right now, just six and a half in the playoffs. He doesn't, if he doesn't break one of these screens for a big play, it's going to be tough for him to get to 35 and a half. Looking at Debo Samuel, Debo Samuel sitting at 56 and a half yards, four and a half receptions. The over on that four and a half receptions already getting juiced up. If you look at uh, Debo, played in 15 games over the course of the season. Remember, he did have a, a couple of games where he had to sit out. Average 67 yards. That median comes in at 55, however. So you can see that the sportsbooks kind of got smart, right? Used to we would get lines set at averages as opposed to medians. And this would be something that we, as prop bettors, would be able to go in and exploit and take advantage of. They got smart to all of that. And you can see, even though the average, you're going to look, this is why we're pointing it out here on this prop special to everyone, because you're going to look and say, wait, it's sitting at 56 and he averaged 67, obviously. He's got to take yeah, the over. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. It, again, but the median at 55 yards for him over the course of the season. The low was 21 yards. Now, that was in week 18 where they only played a little bit. He did have a 24-yard game, and that was actually in the playoffs against Green Bay. He had a high of 149 yards. That was on seven receptions, nine targets versus Seattle. Debo, also one of those guys that you can look at for these splash plays as well. He had longs of 22, 23, 40, 42, 40, 24, 48, 54, and 26 yards in the, over the course of the season. That was nine overs of his current long catch, which, by the way, is another prop that you can bet. Uh, out there for him nine overs in 15 games it's important to remember that green bay game he did leave in the first half mm. didn't play any of the second half so one of the reasons you saw that that low total i was really impressed with how focused they were on getting debo the football in the detroit game in that nfc conference championship game ends up he's got 11 targets so far in the playoffs 10 receptions amazing stat 88 yards after the catch for debo he's got 113 total so that means he's catching a lot of shorter passes and be able to break them. That's why we're seeing the juice coming in on the over the, the four and a half receptions of any receiver receiving yards for San Francisco. Debo is the play to me. He is going to get targets. He's going to get catches. As long as he stays healthy, there's no reason to think that he's going to be bothered by right. the injury, by that shoulder injury, because he was able to play in that championship game. Now he's got two weeks to rest. He is the one guy on this list I like toward the over from a yardage perspective. George Kittle. George Kittle played in 18 games this season. He is sitting 46 and a half receiving yards. The over slightly juiced three and a half receptions. The over juiced heavily on that one. That one we might actually see tick by the time we this might go to four and a half because we are already at a ton of juice here on the three and a half. We might actually see an entire catch get added to George Kittle here. 
average of 62.6 yards on the season, but this is one of those guys that we were talking about, the median 67 and a half, five yards higher on the median than it is on the average. And the reason for that, he had a one-yard game. <laughs> that hurts the that hurts the average. He had a one-yard game, a weird that weird Browns game, if yep. you remember. He actually ran around on 83% of the dropbacks, but he only got two targets. It was just a very weird game for San Francisco. He also had a high of 149. That was against the Bengals. Nine catches on 11 targets, all season highs for him. The, the catches, the targets, and the yardage, all season highs for him on that one. But we know Kittle – taking advantage of the middle of the field. We also know that if you're going to look at a strength here of the Kansas City secondary, it's going to be those outside corners against the wide receivers. Kittle could be in for a busy day. He could be, and he's going to run every route. He's the only mm -hmm. tight end that has caught a pass so far in the playoffs for San Francisco. So he's going to be out there consistently. I, I just can't jump in on Kittle. If you look at his stats, just 10 targets so far, only six receptions in the playoffs. And again, I'm not sure how many possessions we're going to get here. It feels like if he gets over that 46 and a half, you're going to need one of those big rumble Kittle type plays where mm -hmm. he catches the ball 10, 15 yards down the field, able to break a tackle, go for another 20, 25. Then he flies over this number. I'm not convinced he's able to do it. So I, I'm going to pass on Kittle because I am scared that the, the target share he could end up with here. I took over 20 and a half for his long reception. He His longest reception was over 20, over 20 and a half yards 12 times in 18 games over the course of the season. The one other bet I do have in the account already on this, Kyle Juszczyk, over 0.5 catches, minus 145. Busy day for Kyle Juszczyk. Juwan Jennings only had more than three targets in four games. Don't expect him to have <laughs> a ton here in this. And when we come back, we'll take a look at the Chiefs side of the receiving props. This is the Handles Big Game Prop Special. Here is Matt Brown and Mike Samich on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hey, you driving along in your car right now? I'm talking to you. Hey, watching over on YouTube. Hey, watching over on VSIN.com. I'm talking to you as well on DraftKings Network. It's the Handle, H A N D L E. You get a year long subscription, an annual subscription for just $199. You get the best bets and the betting splits and the betting guides and all the different things. But, but most importantly, you get to save money. That's why me and Mike are here. H-A-N-D-L-E, $199 for an entire year. He just killed that. That was the best read I've heard in a long time, man. Beeson.com slash subscribe if you're interested, and I know you are. Go get it. H-A-N-D-L. Go ahead. Head on over there. This is the handle. Big game prop betting special. Just went through the, the 49ers side of things when it comes to the receiving props. Going to head back into the receiving props, but go to the Chiefs side of things this time. And let's, let's kick things off. On the Chiefs side with none other than Travis Kelsey. <laughs> and Travis Kelsey sitting at 70 and a half receiving yards and six and a half receptions. This also a likely candidate to go to seven and a half as we are sitting at a very, very juiced over on the six and a half for Travis Kelsey. If you were wondering, Travis Kelsey played in 18 games over the course of the season for an average of 66.4 yards per game. Kelsey, though, another one of those guys where the median actually higher than the average, 67 yards for Travis Kelsey on the median. He had a low of 14 yards in a game. It was a three-catch, four-target game versus the Dolphins, and uh, only 14 yards for Travis Kelsey in that game. He also had a 179-yard game, and that was a 12-catch on 13-target game versus the Chargers. So you can see with Travis Kelsey, there is a range of outcomes for him as well. There is. And he's one of the two guys on this list, Kelsey and Rice, who've gotten uh, 52 of the 91 targets so far from Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs. So really a two-headed monster here. And not going to lie, pretty good matchup here for mm -hmm. Travis Kelsey. The San Francisco 49ers gave up over 1,000 yards receiving to tight ends in the regular season. They came in sixth worst in the NFL in that spot. And last time we saw them, Sam Laporta may still be catching footballs. He went 9 for 97 in the NFC Championship game, had 13 targets that day. He went absolutely wild as well. This is going to be a Kansas City offense that is going to focus on mainly two players here. You're going to get the random pass to mm -hmm. MBS. You're going to get some Pacheco out of the backfield. Watson and Gray get involved every now and then. But it's really going to be Rice and Kelsey. The big question to me, what do the 49ers try and take away? I think it's Kelsey. I think they're going to try and take him away early and often in this game. I can't, I can't take the over here at 6.5 on the receptions at minus 160. 
70 and a half, I think, is a, a well-priced number here. But when you go down to Rice, right below him at that 66 and a half number, he's the guy I'm targeting for my overs here on this Kansas City team. I think he has a big day. Longest reception for Travis Kelsey is set at 20 and a half yards. He went over 10 times in 18 games over the course of the season for Kelsey. If you're wondering about his receiving yardage sitting there at 70 and a half, he did only go over seven times in 18 games on that 70 and a half. However, you would believe that if possible, now the defense is certainly going to play a role in all of this, but Patrick Mahomes is likely to look Travis Kelsey's way early and often if he can, right? I mean, because yes. he's going to be looking at his most trusted guy out there. We've we got to remember as we talk through the rest of these guys, this is not the receiving core and the weapons <laughs> that are on the other side of the ball here. And so I get why they juice this up. They knew it was going to be all over money anyway yeah. in all this, but I also get why they juice this up because I do expect Travis Kelsey so long as he is able to find any sort of gap in the defense for Patrick Mahomes to look at him a lot. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. He is going to be the go-to guy here. We've seen that 27 targets so far in the playoffs. And you also see these numbers tick up just a little bit because you're going to see public money come in on Travis Kelsey, who is – somehow has become the most popular player to the yes. general public now in the NFL. It's not Patrick Mahomes. Mm. Travis Kelsey is a bigger name out there because of everything with Taylor Swift. These are props that are going to get hammered to the over the game day of the game, the day before the game, because there's going to be a lot of people who are coming up and saying, Hey, could I get some Travis Kelsey over mm. bets here? Just to root yeah. for Travis Kelsey in the Super Bowl. If you want the under on any of this, I think you wait till later. I wouldn't be shocked if Kelsey closes somewhere in the mid seventies versus the 70 and a half. And that reception total could get up to as high as eight and a half. It's not going to sit at six and a half for long. I, I agree. And this is one of the ones that I have my eye on for an under, and then even an alt under as well. Whenever we get up there, listen, I believe as well, even though I do like the chiefs in this game, I believe that they're, you have to make them beat you with all the rest of these guys yes. instead of Travis Kelsey. And if you look over the course of the season, guys, Kelsey had games of 14, 16, 26, 28, 44, 44, 58, 60, well under the 70 and a half that we have right now. And again, if he's going to be the focal point of this defense, which you, we both believe that this would be the most obvious thing ever. I would imagine the first, the first thing said in that defensive meeting, we sit down and go like, we're not getting beat by Travis Kelsey. Hey, you, you can't know? say we're not going to get beat by Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. You can't take him away yeah. completely, right? You've got the ball too much. But you can sit there and say, we're going to put Ward, man up on Rice, and we're going to take away Travis Kelsey with, with two to three people. Yeah. Find a way to beat us with everybody else. That, that has to be the defensive game plan here if you're San Francisco. We'll see what they do. Ward, another quarterback who doesn't generally follow players around. I wouldn't be surprised if we see some of that in this game. Rasheed Rice played in 19 games because he didn't sit out that week 18 game like a lot of the Chiefs did. So Rasheed Rice actually played in 19 games this year. Averaged 61.1 yards per game, median of 57 yards per game. If you look, sitting right now at 66 and a half, six and a half receptions there for Rasheed Rice. He had a low of 17 in a game. He had a high of 130 in a game this uh, this season as well Rasheed Rice over the course of the year Mike got more and more trust from Patrick Mahomes and did become the wide receiver one now that's not to say much because again there are games along the way here for Rasheed Rice and despite being the wide receiver one of an offense that is quarterbacked by Patrick Mahomes I mentioned the 17 yard game there was a 20 yard game a 29 yard game a 32 yard game a 33 yard game a 42 yard game so you're the wide receiver one with Patrick Mahomes at quarterback and there's several games in which you had less than 50 yards receiving. Now I can I can make a case here, right? Four of those games that you mentioned were four of the first five games of mm -hmm. the season. So we've seen Patrick Mahomes grow more and more comfortable with Rice as the season has gone along. For me, the bigger concern is it's 46 and 47 in two of the playoff games. Mm -hmm. Against Miami, he goes uh, eight for 130, flies over any mm -hmm. type of prop. The last two games, 46 and 47 yards. The target share against Baltimore, though, got nine targets in that game, caught eight of them, went for the 46. I, I think it's Rice's day here. I, I said I mentioned this a little bit earlier. To me, Rasheed Rice is the guy that is going to have to do it for, for Kansas City if they're going to be able to get things moving. I like him over 100 yards in this spot. I think he's going to get a massive target share. I'd rather take his over from a reception perspective than I would on the Kelsey side. You mentioned this a couple weeks ago as well. Rasheed Rice gets a lot of short targets. Mm -hmm. 
they're very, very catchable passes. When you look at his his target or catch percentage from a target perspective, he is well in the 70s in catching these passes at game in and game out. If he gets the target share, let's say nine targets, ten targets, which I don't think is out of the realm of possibility, he flies over yeah. that six and a half because of how easy these catches are, how close to the line of scrimmage they are. Sadly enough, uh, the number three receiver, number three <laughs> option is Marcus Valdez-Scantling here uh, for the Kansas City Chiefs. And if you're wondering, he is sitting at 18 and a half receiving yards. He is sitting at one and a half receptions. Do you want to know why he is sitting at one and a half receptions, Mike? He averages right around one and a half receptions. He had one or two catches <laughs> yeah. in 15 of 19 games that he played in. He's consistent. One so or at least... two catches in 15 of the 19 games. I guess that's the one time you can say MVS is consistent. <laughs> he had zero catches in three games. He had three catches in one game, and that's his entire season. It so, is, I mean, this is who Marquez Valdez-Scantling is. And so, so here's the thing. I'm never playing 18 and a half. Yeah. Never playing over 18 and a half. Let me rephrase it. I don't mind if you like the under playing under mm -hmm. 18 and a half. I'm playing alt overs if I'm playing yes. MBS. Yes. Because his depth of target, unlike Rasheed Rice, is down the football field. So if he yes. makes one catch, he's over this number. So I'm looking at 25. I'm looking at 50. I, I'm saying, okay, if I think MBS is going over 18 and a half, I'm going way over that number. I want plus money on that prop. I would never play the 18 and a half, and I would only play the over on his long reception, which is 13 and a half. So it's again, yeah. he has one or two catches in in 15 of 19 games. So this is this is that's the play for Marcus Valdez Scantling. By the way, the over of 13 and a half yards for him. He hit it in 10 of 15 games that he caught a pass. So as long like in <laughs> as, long 10, as he yeah, catches yeah, something, like yeah. in 10 of 15 games that he caught a pass, he was he, it was longer than 13 and a half yards. Uh, well, like one of the games he didn't catch a pass, the Philadelphia game. I think we all remember what yes. happened when he got yes. passes thrown down the field to him in that spot. Exactly. All of those over 13 and a half. Exactly. There are props out there for Pacheco and Watson and Gray, and those are like 17 and a half, 16 and a half, and 11 and a half respectively, but. Mike, you're really just kind of throwing a dart with any of those guys because they haven't had any consistency within this offense. Yeah, the only other thing that really jumps out to me would be something on Pacheco. 17 and a half mm -hmm. seems a little bit low. We talked about the, the defensive theory that we'd expect from San Francisco here. You take away Travis Kelsey with two guys. You have your linebackers focused on Travis Kelsey. You man up with Ward against Rice. Someone's got to make plays. To me, that's Pacheco is the most likely guy. Uh, don't hate the, the Clyde Edwards-Hilaire over one and a half plus 175 either. I do think the running backs get a quite a bit of action out of the backfield here. A head-to-head -head with Kittle and Kelsey. Kittle getting plus 170. That's spicy. On Kelsey, if we believe that Kelsey is going to, they're going to try to take him away. Plus 170 is a pretty good number. It's a very good on number. On Kittle. When we do that. Let's, take a look at, let's take a look at some rushing props when we come back here on the handle. Big game props special. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. After six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. -O. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named Best Hybrid Mattress 5 Years Running. 
sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. This is the Handles Big Game Prop Special. Here is Matt Brown and Mike Samich on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hey, you looking for a super offer for Super Bowl 50? How about DraftKings Sportsbook? We got you covered over there. Download DraftKings Sportsbook now. Use the code VSIN, V S I N, and when you do, you bet just $5. You're going to get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Now go in, DraftKings Sportsbook, use the code VSIN, V S I N, DraftKings. The crown is yours. Just imagine what you would do with $200 worth of bonus bets on props, Matt. I can tell you what I would do. I would bet them. <laughs> I would bet them, and I would bet them for Super Bowl 58. This is the prop spectacular. I'm going to call it the prop spectacular. A, a prop No, I'm not going to say. Prop-a-palooza? Prop-a-palooza. I was going to say propaganda, but that's not. We're prop-a-pal- not going for that. Prop-a-palooza? We'll All right. Prop-a-palooza 2024 here with Matt and Mike and We're going to continue on with the rushing props here for Super Bowl 58. And with that, you can't talk rushing props without Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey, 18 games played, and he averaged 91 and a half rushing yards with a median actually higher than that at 94 yards for Christian McCaffrey over the course of the season. He had a low on the year. His low was still 43 yards, and that was, again, in that weird game against Cleveland where they just – nothing worked, injuries happened, all that. He only had 11 attempts in that game as well, in which he only gets to 43 yards. He did have a 45-yard game as well. I will point that out. That was in a loss to the Vikings, also in that stretch where they were not playing very well. However, he also had a 152-yard game. That was the first game of the season, 22 carries versus the Steelers. He had a 145-yard game, 116, 115, 114, 106, 103. Lots of triple-digit rushing totals on Christian McCaffrey's game log. There are a lot of them, and he projects to get quite a few carries in this spot as well. We talked about this Chiefs defense, the weakness here against the run. We didn't see Baltimore exploit that. I would expect you're going to see Kyle Shanahan in this San Francisco 49ers offense take big shots with them against the run. I think McCaffrey's day is incredibly busy. This is one of the props that's already in my account. I played over uh, 89.5, minus 115. We see that juice up to minus 125 on the over. If you want this one, this is 100% a bet now. The the closer we get to game, the higher this is going to go. My guess is we get up to minus 140 or so, and then all of a sudden we see 90.5 by kickoff. I wouldn't be shocked if we're around 92.5 for the McCaffrey over prop. He's gone over over his prop last two playoff games as well. To me, he is the sure thing here is he gets carries for this 49ers offense, and if he gets 15, 16 carries against this Chiefs defense, which doesn't mind giving up five, six yards a pop. They just want to limit the big play and make you march down the field. I think McCaffrey is a big day. 11 overs of the 89 and a half over the course of the year. And one of the unders was an 85 yard performance for Christian McCaffrey. So got over a ton of times on the season. I think I'm on the opposite side of you here with this one. Um, And it's, this is the one that this is another one of the ones that I have circled to wait and check out what this number ends up at to come in on an under mainly for the reason. I think that the defensive strategy is the same with McCaffrey that it is for Kelsey, which is we're going to sit here and we are not going to let Christian McCaffrey run all over us. And guess what? Brock Purdy, if you want to throw to the outside against our corners that are awesome, and by the way, you have been a turnover-worthy play machine here over the last half of the season, go right ahead. Christian McCaffrey gets at least all the attention early. Now, he might still... It's not like Christian. <laughs> it's not like Christian McCaffrey it, it, isn't going to get his anyway, right? I just think that I'm like you. If you want the over, you need to bet it the, the second you're hearing us talk Correct. right now because yeah. 
This is I going think, nothing but up. I think this one is the biggest mover between now and kickoff. It would not surprise me if this is mid-90s by the time that we kick off because Christian McCaffrey is going to be a very popular over. He's a very popular player, and people are going to look, and they're going to see. They're not going to be intimidated by when this goes to 90 and a half. They're not going to be intimidated when this goes to 91 and a half. I don't think anybody gets scared off until this gets to kind of the mid-90s, and so I, I think we kind of see a – one-way traffic all the way up to about 94 and a half, 95 and a half. The other part of this is I don't think people go back on the under. I don't mm-hmm. think you're going to be – once it gets to 94 and a half, people may start passing on it. Yeah. But you're only going to see professional money to the under at that point where, where certain people will say, okay, I'm willing to come in and take the under. You're not going to see recreational players come in and say, well, now it's at 94 and a half. I like the over 89 and a half, but I'm going to play under 94 and a half. Right. Uh, and, and, and with this too, we talk about the splash plays that this offense just has in general. Same thing with McCaffrey. His 17 and a half line for longest rush, he got there 11 times as well over the course of the season. So another guy, and it, two, two, in two different games, his long rush was 16 yards. So the ones that he didn't get there, he missed it by a yard and a half. And so again, it, McCaffrey, when he does get it and he gets the hole, not only is he really good, but he takes advantage of, of those lanes as well. And that, that to me is why I like the over here. I wouldn't be surprised if we see a 30-yard run mm-hmm. from McCaffrey. And if McCaffrey gets one rush for 30 yards, he's going to fly over this total. If, if he gets, is able to get the splash play on the ground, I think he goes over. And I agree with you. You go in there saying we're going to take away McCaffrey. But the problem is the amount of weapons that you have on the San Francisco offense. It's a lot easier said than done to go in and say, we're going to take away the McCaffrey running game. We're just going to stack the box. I agree. You can trust your corners to a point, but you're still going to get those opportunities from McCaffrey. And there, I don't see Shanahan moving away from this running game anytime early in this game. And so if McCaffrey gets, like I said, that 16, 16 or so carries, I think he has a very good shot at going over. The next two guys on the list, I think, are wildly interesting here. We got Debo Samuel yeah. sitting there, 14 and a half for his over-under rush yards, minus 120 to the over, and Brock Purdy sitting at 12 and a half, minus 110 to the over. Let's start with Debo Samuel, someone who we both talked about taking the under against Detroit, he ends up getting three carries, which I was surprised by that. Mm -hmm. He got that much work coming off an injury. He went under his rushing total. So it was totaled at eight and a half. There only got to seven yards on those three carries. I think Debo is going to be a big part of this game plan. And if you're taking away the McCaffrey runs, the Debo end around all of a sudden becomes a very, very dangerous play. I think he probably gets three carries in this game. I like the over on the 14 and a half. He's able to get three rushes. Yeah, I I actually played over 11 and a half Brock Purdy rush yards. It's sitting 12 and a half right now. That's probably about the max. Like, listen, quarterback rush yards. You'll hear us talk about ah, a yard here, yard there. Not that big deal. When we're talking about very few opportunities, then a yard, two yards makes a difference, right? And so Brock Purdy, I think 12 and a half is about my max there that I would be willing to go with. But Brock Purdy, if you kind of go back and – if you go back to his college days, he was fine with taking yeah. off. If you've seen over the last few weeks, specifically since, you know, these are must-win games, obviously, with all that, he's, he has taken advantage of rush lanes and rush opportunities. And the other thing is, is you are getting a Chiefs defense that plays a ton of man, and you're getting a bunch of times where these, where these uh, Chiefs are going to be getting a ton of pressure. Because remember, Chiefs, very, very high in uh, quarterback pressures this year. But what that can do is you get the pressure, and if they don't get home – creates running lanes as well and so I think Brock Purdy wouldn't surprise me if we see three or four different scrambles in this game and so I I, I liked him a lot on the on the rushing yards I I like I like how you're thinking here on the rush over you mentioned that offensive line for uh, for San Francisco they got Trent Williams who is all NFL all world and four turnstiles right Mm -hmm. so it's going to be tough to block this Kansas City off defensive line if you do get consistent pressure, I do think you're going to see Brock Purdy take off a couple of times. So I agree with you there with the Brock Purdy sitting at 12 and a half. The rushing attempts total sitting at three and a half, I think is dead on. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, it, it feels same. like it's going to be that between two and five, which obviously averages out to three mm-hmm. and a half. So yeah. not interested in going after the rush attempts. The other part of this is Purdy kind of found himself from a running perspective last game when it wasn't really all clicking he wasn't able to throw the football as effectively as he wanted. He was able to run around and make some big plays with his legs. I think this game is close throughout. That leads me toward thinking that Brock Purdy will take off in a couple of those situations and use his legs as a positive. And if you are in man coverage against the San Francisco team, your back's going to be turned a lot of places because you got you got Ayuk who stretches the field, Kittle who stretches the field. You've got McCaffrey running these these zigzag routes over the middle. It's tough to be able to then also follow the quarterback with your eyes. Isaiah Pacheco for the Chiefs played in 17 games, averaged 69.9 yards per game with a median of 66 yards. 
Low was a 23-yard game. It was eight carries. It was the first game of the year. So that's where his low was. He did have a 26-yard game. That was on 11 carries in that weird loss to the Raiders in that game where they just were absolute clunkers in that game. Uh, so he did have a 26-yard game. He had a 130-yard game as well as his high, which was 18 carries against Cincinnati. I played the over 66.5. It is sitting 67.5 right now on Isaiah Pacheco. I do believe that the Chiefs are going to want to use Pacheco and take the route of 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 easiest uh, of the easiest way to move the ball. And I think that with that, Pacheco, what we've seen over the last several weeks, they lean on him a whole bunch more. He is a bell cow. That's the other thing that's really great about this is we don't have to worry about anyone stealing carries from Pacheco. Either. No. No, I mean, you might see one carry from yeah. Edwards Lair, yeah. but other than that, it's, it's going to be Pacheco all day, every day here. Gotten 24 carries in two of the games so far mm-hmm. in the playoffs, gone over this total. Just barely in every single game yeah. so far. He's got an 89, 97, and 68 yard uh, rushing game so far here in the playoffs. I, I would lean over on the Pacheco. Mm. Yards, I'm not going to touch the carries. 16 and a half feels about right, depending on what you think this game or which direction you think this game is going to go. But get, I'll, I'll, I'll take the over on the Pacheco yards, although I'm not as strong on it as you are. Yeah, it just, you mean, I saw what the Lions were able to do to this this 49ers defensive line from a rushing perspective. And Chase Young, about the worst rush, Ooh, rush defender there, yeah, game. Uh, there is on the planet. And so I really do like that a ton. We talk some novelty props. Oh, I love novelties. Novelty props when we come back here on the handle Propapalooza. Smart journalism, fascinating topics, words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing, and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.